0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific
2: time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Grant Napier here on Listen Up. Breaking news earlier today as Deshaun Watson has settled all but four of the lawsuits filed against him. That was according to attorney uh, Tony Busby, all right? The man that did nothing wrong, the man that just last week maintained his innocence against all of the allegations has settled all, but what, four of the lawsuits? Okay. Now what's the NFL going to do? And by the way, when's the NFL going to make their decision for crying out loud? You know? I mean, we're almost to July. And the NFL is still waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. Unbelievable. You remember what Deshaun Watson said, right? Wasn't it last week? I mean, innocent had a news conference, said he has no regrets about any of his actions. Said, I do understand that I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's had on the community and people outside of just myself. And that includes my family, that includes the organization, that includes my teammates in the locker room that have to answer these questions. Well, guess what? They're going to have to answer these questions all year. And you're probably not going to be on the team because I still think you're going to get suspended for the whole year. How about that? Deshaun Watson, Mr. Innocent, has paid off 20 of the 24 women filing suit against him. You know what? Judge for yourself. I'll let you make your own judgment. Other big news, Brooks Kepka. How about that? Brooks Kepka is heading for the big dough. That's right. The latest to leave the PGA Tour for the Live Tour. Man. Talking about 32 years old. And we're talking about a high-profile guy here. I mean, this is not just another golfer. This is Brooks Kepka. This is just, you know, once you get the first olive out of the jar, then it's very easy to get the rest. And the first olive was out of the jar. And now... These players are going to chase the big time dough. That's what's happening. They are they are definitely chasing the big dollars. And I'll tell you, I don't know if you saw Greg Norman's interview a couple of days ago. I think it was on Fox News. I read about it. Uh, I I saw. I actually watched one of the excerpts from the interview where he said. And again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. What was it? Currently, there are 24 sponsors of the PGA Tour, right, that do billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of business with Saudi Arabia. And he's talking about the hypocrisy. You know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. He's 100% right. So Brooks Kepka, I wonder what the, I mean, the PGA Tour has got some big issues right now. Because uh, the the Lib tours got an endless amount of dough, right? They got an endless amount of money. The other big news today, all right. If you're a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski is done. Calling it quits for the second time in a career. Thirty-three announced his retirement via social media. Quote: I want to thank the whole entire first-class Buccaneers organization for an amazing ride, Trust me to come back to play and help build the championship team. I will now be going back into my retirement home, walking away from football again with my head held high, knowing I gave it everything I had, good or bad, every time I stepped out on the field. There you go. We, We thought this would happen. Now it is official. Gronkowski. All right, now we're two days away from the uh, NBA draft. If you are a fan of the Kings, they sit at number four. Will they make a trade? Will they trade that pick for an existing player or players? Stay tuned, the NFL draft in 48 hours. All right, it is now your turn. I've given you a couple topics that we can hit on. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you right on. Again, Deshaun Watson, I. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes any more than you do. But this is somebody that just a week ago, just a week ago, once again, maintained uh, his innocence and now has paid off 20 of the 24 women that have come forward with the lawsuit. And and does anyone think Deshaun Watson is going to be on the field this year for the Cleveland Browns? Do you think he's going to be playing? On the field this year for the Cleveland Browns, I don't. I don't at all. I don't see it. I mean, I, and 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 again, how freaking long does the NFL need to take on this? Right? Crazy, absolutely crazy. All right, why don't we get to uh, some phone calls here? We get this show rolling, and uh, we are going to check in with Rich. Hey, Rich, how are you today?
3: Hey. Hi, Rich. My, my friend from Phuket. Yes, sir. Rich, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. What can I do for you, buddy? Good. Hey, no, I just wanted to weigh in on the uh, the upcoming draft. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I've heard you, you talking about the Kings should trade the fourth pick and stuff like that. But I think they should go for Jaden Ivey. Okay, why? Why? Because I think he's, he's.
4: Rich. I am so.
2: Unbelievably. I don't understand the connection that you and I had, which was so good. And then it just kind of, poof, it's gone. And every time, and I love talking to you, Rich. And we're going to try it one more time here. I don't understand why we keep on getting cut out every time you call, unless you're really not in San Diego and you really are back in Phuket. All right, Rich, can you hear me? Rich, I don't know what the hey. deal is with your system. Rich, yeah, can you? Okay, there you go. What's up, yeah. buddy? Go <laughs> ahead. So, finish your thought on uh, okay. on Ivy. You like Ivy,
3: and uh, why? Tell me why. Well, I, I I like him because I I I've watched some film on him, and I just think that he's he's a potential Jay Morant, you know, that type of player. His his speed, his ability, and I think that, you know, the way that the NBA is going now, you know, having having three guards out there at one time is not going to be a bad thing.
2: No, it's not. That's absolutely correct. The way the game is played now, you are 100% correct. Absolutely. That is very, very true. Now, you know, we're talking about a, a shooting guard out of Purdue, and there seems to be a lot of interest in the number four pick. And so the Kings might get their phone ringing off the hook after the first three picks. That could very well happen. And the Kings yeah. might be able to still get a player that they want uh, and, and additional things. So we'll see. This is going to be a very interesting draft coming up. On it is.
3: Pick. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're 48 hours away, right? Or <laughs> a little
2: more. Yeah, more. finally, right?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say
2: and- this. I will say this, Rich. I don't think it matters. Assuming that the Kings keep their pick and make a selection, I don't think this makes Sacramento Ah, uh, measurably better this year. So I still think yeah. you're talking about a non-playoff team coming up this season.
3: Well, I have to beg to differ with you, my friend. <laughs> based on based on what? Well, I don't know. They got a new coach. I, I watched so the uh, you know interview. They had a Mike new coach Brown. every year, Rich. I know, I know, but I like Mike Brown, and I think he's he's.
2: All right, I lost Rich again, so I'll put you back in audience. Rich, thanks for the call. You know, you like Mike Brown. I don't know what you like Mike Brown based on. I like Mike Brown as a person, but I've talked to a couple of players that have played for him, and uh, I'm not hearing great things about him as a coach. I'm hearing great things about him as a person. Uh, I don't think that Mike Brown's a very good coach. I really don't. Uh, Let me rephrase that. I don't think Mike Brown is a really good head coach. I think Mike Brown is a good coach. I think Mike Brown is a great human being. I don't think he is uh, a real good coach. That's my opinion, based on the players that I've talked to. That's where I'm at. Again, time will tell. I don't think it really matters unless you get better players. I don't think it's really going to matter unless you get better players. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and uh, we are going to do it. So, Rich, here's the deal. I need you to figure out what's going on with your phone and how you talk to me, because I, I, every time we have. A conversation this happens and i really want to hear from you all right let's get to uh, some other phone calls and uh, we get to al al how are you today
4: grant it's 103 degrees and i'm sweating like a fat yeah. girl <laughs>
2: 103 degrees and you're sweating like a fat girl okay al
4: <laughs> i heard a rumor oh, about the, uh the kings might try to get get john collins uh What's your take on him as a player? It sounds like he can play a number of positions in a trade. I mean, the package to afford in a trade. You like Collins, or what's your take on I love, him?
2: I love John. I love John Collins. I think he's an excellent player. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of John Collins. Absolutely.
4: Like, a, you know, the team. I'm sorry to interrupt you. The team that's got him, they're kind of cash strapped. Some teams are cash strapped. They've got a lot of young players, and you know, they can't handle the, the contracts. So not that his team wants to get rid of him, but uh, I guess the Kings have liked him for a long time.
2: Everybody likes but, John Collins because he's a really good basketball player.
4: Yeah. As far as live, I have a question. They can't have any of their tournaments on a PGA course. That would never happen, right? That's,
2: well, that's correct. That is correct. Absolutely. I mean, let's say, would...
4: I'm sorry, let's say they, want to have a tournament at Augusta, you know,
2: no, or... no, they can't,
4: but they're having a, they're having a tournament
2: at Doral, which used to be the home of the Doral open. And, uh, due to, uh, politics, uh, the PGA tour left Doral because it's a Trump resort and it's, the course, is called the blue monster and the 18th hole, uh, at Doral is the, uh, hardest finishing hole in all of golf. And the Live Tour is having an event there. So that's not technically a PGA course anymore because I don't have an event there. But the PGA has played there and was an annual stop uh, in Doral, Miami. But it's a trunk resort. So uh, the PGA Tour, you know, again, politically, you know, bolted from there.
4: You know, my take then is, you know, Saudi's got unlimited money. They got, you know, ridiculous, stupid money so they can keep this league going for as long as they want. But I'll tell you what, this is my take and I'd like yours. They don't have a master's. They don't have a U.S. Open. They don't have a a, a British Open. That's my take. What do you think?
2: Yeah, my take is so what? <laughs> so what? Let's say they don't have anything. Let's say that they don't even have golf courses. Let's say they play putt-putt, okay? Uh-huh. If they take a, a, If they take enough of the stars from the PGA Tour, now think about this. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, okay, Bryson DeChambeau, all right, if they get a couple of more players to leave and the PGA Tour bans them from PGA events, that is going to be devastating for the PGA Tour. My sense as we move forward is they're going to figure out a way to have these tours coexist so that players can play on both. That's what I think is going to happen.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. And I just real quick, I listened to uh um master debaters with you and Bernsey. Oh, I posted a little question on it and Bernsey took it. I was the yes, one that I asked, saw that. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the reason why I asked that question was, well, first off, Bernsey, I'm gonna you your like grandcism. Bernsey's a beauty. And uh, He is a beauty. <laughs> I, I saw him on Brian Gumble Real Sports a couple of years back and he actually the episode's what brought me to Big come. The comedy episode was he was a proponent for the computerized strike zone, and it showed him in you know behind the plate getting the calls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you see the episode? Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. It yes, was pretty, I but I kind of like your take. I'm gonna make everything computers. I mean, Jesus, you know, it's gonna take the just gonna, I don't know. And Bernie said, All about hey, let's just get it right. So I enjoyed the. The commentary and uh, real quick, and I'll let you go. I, I listened to your your podcast on a on a um. am losing my Lebron friend. James. Thank you. Sorry about that. I gotta tell you, Jason Whitlock has some stones. Whew! There yep. was some scathing comment. J- I've heard of a columnist or a media outlet yep. that skewered him. I, I, I had chills listening to that. And then I went back and went over and read it. That's well, again, so and, and,
2: and unfortunately in our society, because he's black, he can make those comments without major ramifications, retribution, attacks, blah, blah, blah. But somebody that happens to be white, all right, if they make those comments, uh, they are going to be uh, swallowed up and flushed down the toilet by the mob unless they are an extremely wealthy, high-profile person that doesn't care, such as Clay Travis from Outkick, you know, who uh, is making uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars and, you know, sold Outkick for, what was it, well over $100 million. So, you know, again, um, you know, I I didn't agree with everything that Jason Whitlock said, but I agreed with a lot of it. And I agreed with the premise of what he was saying. And that is, this is the premise of what he was saying. And I don't even think this is debatable. LeBron James is a big hypocrite. Yes. I don't think you he's can debate it. that. I don't think it's arguable. That's correct. I, I don't I don't think you can argue that.
4: I, I, I was like, Oh my God. And I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time, he's gotta be hearing it from other African American reporters, fans, and the likelihood, you know
2: what I mean? You see, he- He's hearing it from fans on social media, but he doesn't care about that. He's not feeling. He's not. He's not hearing that from anyone else in the media. Have you heard anyone else in the media come out and call LeBron James a hypocrite? Have you heard from one no. person? that wait a minute. Have you have you read from one person, whether they are, you know, the Michael Wilbon's of the world, the Mark Spears of the world, the Mark Steins of the world, the Howard Becks of the world, uh, the um, Sam Amicks of the world? Have you heard one person? Come out and criticize LeBron James for anything that he has done off the floor. Have you seen that from anyone on ESPN criticize LeBron James for anything that he's done? No, of course not. They all put their head in the sand. Have you heard Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Oh, God. I apologize for my statement. I meant I was talking about Whitlock, how he he put it out.
2: No, I know, but but I'm also saying. He's the only one along with Clay Travis. Nobody else is, nobody else is willing to come out and state the obvious.
4: And uh, I'll just leave you with, thank you for taking my call. Congratulations to your netminder. I guess he got the, uh, goaltender of the year award. I know you, he'd rather have a stand. Yeah,
2: Shesterkin. Yeah.
4: That's that's a recognition. So have a good night, buddy. Great job. All
2: right. Take care. See you. Yeah, that was my podcast today. And if you, uh, have some time and want to check it out. Uh, We talked about a lot with really LeBron James. And again, I don't even think it's debatable. The guy is a hypocrite. It's a joke. It really is. It's a joke. Hey, Ryan, good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon, Grant. What's going on, man? Hey, bud. Hey, um, I, I thought your conversation with uh, Bernsey today was really, really interesting, especially talking about, you know, instant replay and uh, bringing in, you know, the computers for MLB. I don't see any way that you could have just straight computers, or you know, uh, you would have to have Umps on the field too, making uh, calls. But I, I guess my question for you is do you think the games are better with or without instant replay? Because for me, there's, you know, those calls where, you know, it seemed like a makeup call or something where you could clearly tell it was off the other team, but the refs were making up for it, uh, whether it be basketball, football. Um, But now with instant replay, you can go back and look. So, I mean, how does that change the game for you? And if, you had one way or the other, would you have instant replay or not?
2: I'll tell you this. Um, I'm, I've changed my mind a lot as it relates to instant replay. And a lot of people may not like my answer. I would have instant replay for only calls at the end of games that affect the outcome. Now, I know people are going to go, wait a minute, Grant, you know, you're going to have a call in the second quarter or the third quarter that changes the complete outcome of the game. But I would say you're right. But I'm saying if it were me, I would only have instant replay for calls at the end of a game that change the outcome of the game based on either the right call or the bad call. I think that instant replay has put a stain on sport. Uh, I think you know. I explained this to Bernsey. I don't know how you feel, but remember, in the uh, was it the NCAA championship game? Was it two years ago, when a defender knocked the ball out of the uh, guard's hand and it yes. went out of bounds? And they okay. And then when they went to instant replay, which took a long time, they determined that the ball, as it was going out of bounds, touched the fingertip of the offensive player last. That's not really the intent of what the the way the game is supposed to be called. I use the example of a player, you know, head first in the second. And as they hit their bag, the stomach comes off the bag by a millimeter and instant replay says that he is out again. That's not the spirit of the rule. That's not the intent of the way the game. they're they're changing, in my opinion, Ryan, uh, common sense. And I don't like that. I, I don't like that at all. So. I would. I'm tired of instant replay. I think it's interfering with the game too much. I'll tell you a sport that it absolutely needs to leave is college football. College football is ridiculous with how they implement the instant replay. They stop the game all the time for instant replay, and I think it's really put a. I think it's changed the my. It's changed my enjoyment of watching college football.
5: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Grant. um, Especially with the college football point, but it also changes the way you coach the game as well. If you're a coach, yes, just, it does. Uh, the, literally, what you said um, and what you brought up with Bernsey about, you know, just sliding off the bag a little bit, you know, it changes. You you cannot leave that at all, and that is not the spirit of the game, just as you said. So, uh, you and I are completely on the same page there. Uh, it, it, where do you think we go from here uh, in terms of baseball? I mean, if you were the commissioner of MLB, Roger Manfred, would you, you know, go to, I, I think the strikes and uh, yeah, I, I think that's a big deal with pitching. I, I think there is a fair level there, um, but you know, you do take some of the, lo- not the love, but kind of the yeah, integrity out of the game. Uh, I think it's the, I in?
2: think it's the beauty. I think the umpire is part of the beauty of the sport I think it is part of what we accept as baseball fans. Um, Do umpires make a mistake behind the plate with balls and strikes? Yes, they do. Uh, Maybe I'm biased here. I'll be transparent. Uh, One of my best friends is a Major League Baseball umpire. I also have several other uh, people that I'm friendly with and text with that are currently Major League umpires, so I'm a little bit biased here. I think for the most part, they do excellent jobs. Uh, I know that, you know, the average, uh, first of all, here, here's one of the real big issues. It's interesting. I was out to dinner about three weeks ago with uh, a crew chief of a major league crew. All right. So he's one of the best umpires in baseball and umpires get calls that are controversial and missed or complained about by teams they get videos sent to them by Major League Baseball. And I'm telling you, Ryan, it is the most in-depth look that you can imagine of a pitch. But here's what's interesting, here's what's interesting. They sent both feeds, it was a local game, not a national game. Mm -hmm. They sent both feeds, the feed from the home team's broadcast and a feed from the visiting team's broadcast with the camera angles that they use, right? But more importantly, the superimposed box that they put on the screen On the home team's broadcast, the ball on their box showed up as a strike. And on the visiting team's telecast, the ball showed up, okay, as a ball. Same game, same pitch, same at batter. But the computerized boxes that they were using were different within the same game. He also showed me how the box that we see on the screen is different All over the league, and it's not a true representation of what a ball and what a strike is. Umpires hate that box because it makes them look bad. Okay, it's not a true depiction of what a ball and a strike is. Umpires' success rate behind the plate on balls and strikes, the average is just above 96%. So that means they're getting, I mean, you know this, but I'm just saying. So we're talking about umpires on average get 96 out of 100 pitches, correct on whether it's called a ball or a strike. Now, is that perfect? No, it's not perfect. Can I live with that? Personally, yes, I can live with that. Not, not everyone can. Bernsey can't, but I can. I love the umpire in the game, Ryan. I think it's part of the beauty of the sport.
5: Well, I, I agree, Grant. And, you know, I'm going to further your point here. You look at the NBA. I mean, maybe if it's, uh, you know, the refs, it's, uh, they're calling it tight. You're looking at 40 fouls a night. NFL, you're looking at, you know, maybe 25 flags between the two teams. Think about the difference of the percentage of the calls that the umpires need to make in baseball. You're calling every single pitch from both teams. Every single every, freaking pitch.
2: Every, every pitch that's not put into play. Yes.
5: Correct. Um, so it, it's a, it, to have a 96% percentage of being correct, that, that means they're doing a damn freaking good job. Let's be honest here. Because they're making more calls than any of the other referees right. in the other professional sports.
2: And again, what you see at home, let's say you're watching a Giants game okay or let's say you're watching the A's game or what have you the box that they're using is not a true strike zone so what you see and what the announcers use when they determine whether it's a ball or a strike on a replay is the box well that's not an accurate strike zone so you know what fans think is a bad call sometimes is not a bad call or i shouldn't say a bad call a miss call what when they see see a miss Call on a strike. Listen, Ryan, you and I watch baseball. We know when an umpire makes a bad call behind the plate. All right, we we know it. Okay. We go, we don't need a box. We don't need that. We don't even need the damn thing. We have eyes, right? And they make mistakes sometimes. All right. So why do umpires make mistakes? So my friend told me this. He said, You have to understand an umpire's positioning behind the plate. Before the ball is thrown, they are in a position that gives them what they feel is the best chance to make the call of a ball or a strike. What happens sometimes? Sometimes the catcher jumps and moves in the middle of the pitch and blocks their view. And I said to my friend, I go, what do you do then? He goes, honestly, we have to make a guess. He goes, because we see the pitch. We see the pitch start coming to the plate, but then at the, last inc- at the millisecond, the catcher blocks our view. And I'm like, wow. And I never thought about that before, Ryan. But think about it. You know, you have a catcher behind you. They might be on one knee when the pitch is being thrown. And then all of a sudden, they raise up. Maybe there's a runner on first. And the runner is starting to steal. And they're in a crouch position. And as the ball is coming to them, they're raising their body to get in position to throw the runner out. Well, the umpire is blocked. Is it a ball or a strike? So again, those are things that I didn't really think about. That he tells me about he says it happens a couple times a game said it's part of the sport we understand it's going to happen but you know we don't there, there are there are times when we can't see the ball going over the plate because of the catcher and i'm like wow it makes perfect sense to me
5: and that's you know that's such great insight and um amazing to hear by the way uh, but you know that's that's why people that don't understand the game or don't you know understand the spirit of the game, like you said on earlier today with Bernsey, you know these guys have worked their entire careers to do what they're doing right now and get to where they're at. So that's uh, you know it, it makes complete sense. Not to mention you have a hundred mile per hour frickin ball coming at your face nearly every play yep. and a bat swinging yep. in front of your head. So.
2: Yep. All right, buddy. Well, listen, you have a good one. I always good hearing from you. Thanks very much. Yeah, you too, Grant. Talk to you soon, bro.
0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
5: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: You know, the other aspect, a lot of folks don't realize this, umpires get the shit beat out of them behind the plate. I mean, concussions, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for them, and they don't want you to feel sorry for them either. I'm just giving you basic facts that, a lot of fans they don't really stop and think about they don't stop and think about all right let's get to jeff jeff how are you today good grant and how about you i'm well thank you
1: good good hey uh, uh a couple things here today uh so how well did you know that kid that passed away that played for the kings like
2: that oh, was it taylor uh i talked to him a few times on the bench uh did not know him very well uh, very sad i i they showed a picture of his body uh i don't know if he had uh, a health ailment i don't know wh- whether he was dealing with a, a mental disease i i don't know i didn't know him very well i talked to him only a few times
1: i didn't know if you knew the inside of how he passed away because there's. i
2: nothing. have no idea
1: there's nothing that's just pretty sad i don't 25, know 25 years old holy cow
2: very sad yeah wow enjoy life every day
1: unbelievable well, 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 with this Watson, huh? I, I think he's just trying to, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can compare it to Kobe, you know, uh, or anybody else. He's just wishing this would go away now, you know, and, and he pays these people off, you know, and that's why he was guaranteed all this money. I mean, imagine they all got probably 750000 apiece, who knows, something. And, uh, you know, and they're going to do their damnedest to uh, – pay off the rest and uh hopefully they get this washed under the carpet but you know the nfl is just dragging their ass
2: yep absolutely that's correct that's 100 you know, percent correct yep it uh, may get as you said get uh you know uh, i can't remember what you said w- dragged under the or, or whatever but the, the the reality is the perception of deshaun Watson's never going away okay right that's the one thing that we can agree on, right? I mean, De- Deshaun Watson's going to have this hanging over him for the rest of his life.
1: Right, right. Those are pretty expensive massages. <laughs>
2: yes, very true. Yeah, you're right about that. You're 100% correct.
1: And the last thing is uh, this Kyrie Irving. Boy, he's got some nuts, doesn't he? He's got some balls.
2: <laughs> yep, and he's delusional. Unless I'm delusional, maybe there is a, a general manager out there that's going to give him what he wants uh i'm i i don't understand why that would be but you know i've been wrong before
1: well do you think lebron wants to play with him again
2: i i think lebron wants to play with anyone that's going to get him back to the nba finals
1: uh-huh yeah
2: yeah so but i i don't think it's but i don't think it's kyrie irving i think kyrie irving would be a disaster in los angeles with the with the media attention and everything i think it would just i i i, did, I don't think it would be I hope it happens. I like to see him implode. Right. Again. Right.
1: All right it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's just
2: ridiculous. Yep. And the
1: last thing is, it looks like the PGA is already trying to up their purse money to fight yep. against this. And who's kidding who? I mean, if it wasn't for Tiger and all the ratings, I mean, let's just look at the ratings when Tiger's in contention. Correct. The, the ratings go through the roof. Now they're losing, you know, all these big players, their TV ratings are going to go into the toilet and, yep. uh, you know, the, the, uh, the networks are going to demand they do something, uh, you know, that's where the pressure is going to come from is the sponsors of, uh, the television rights and all this other, you know, and I, I, I think yep. they're going to say, Hey, you guys need to start sharing more of the revenue of the money we're giving you. Uh, for these rights. And what I heard today is the PGA doesn't, they're not in control of the masters and a lot of these big major tournaments anyway. So these players, they're not affected on going to the majors.
2: No, they just played in the U S open. Look at they all just played in the U S open and that's what they care about. They care about playing in the majors. They don't care. I shouldn't say they don't care, but you know, as long as they can play in the majors that they can play on the Live tour in the majors. It's a perfect world for those guys.
1: Exactly exactly
4: yeah.
1: so I, I don't know what's going to come of it like you said they might it can be like the american league national league or whatever you know it's
2: Yeah.
1: and you know they're going to do something they i don't know it's it's going to well, be
2: we'll, keep, well we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it but uh, you bring up some very good points today it's always good hearing from you thanks very much you take it easy greg you too take care spot on absolutely spot on let's get to uh, jerry jerry welcome to the show today hey jerry
6: Hey, Grant, thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Grant, let me ask you something. You said earlier, you said the umpires, they all make mistakes, uh, this and that. But then again, uh, last year with the Giants and uh, that third um, that third call strike, uh, you know what? There's Yeah, not, the check no, swing. Yes, yes. There's nothing that the umpires, the other umpires can do. They can't replay that or... That's not they should,
2: it's not, it's not a reviewable uh, play. It needs to be, um, you know, again, I think we made too much out of that call last right. year, in my opinion. I, I think that we just, do we know definitively 100% that he wouldn't have struck out on the next pitch or no, but he wasn't even close to hitting the ball, but still it was a bad look for baseball. It was an egregious missed call by the first base umpire on a check swing. And that was a bad look for baseball. Absolutely.
6: And then, Grant, you don't think with the, uh, with the two best teams that have the best records, I mean, you don't think that they could have uh, been more spot on to what they're doing for that game?
2: What do you mean more spot on for what they're doing? I, I don't understand what you mean.
6: Meaning uh, that this is a big game for the two top teams that have the best record in baseball. Uh, just well, make sure that you get your shit right.
2: Well, again, th- that was a missed call at the end of the game. Did it? Did, do, do I believe it impacted the uh, winner, I personally don't I know Giants fans say, well wait a minute you robbed this no the, the, the umpires did not rob you they, they they took away a opportunity they took away a chance for a miracle to happen in that situation uh, right. but again it was a it was a bad call but it wasn't a how do I want to say this it, it wasn't like missing a pass interference call on a winning touchdown in an NFL playoff game it, it wasn't like that okay it wasn't like that I mean, um it, it it was it was a call on a ball that should have been it, it, the check swing call was wrong we know that okay right. it was wrong okay grant and, you know, yeah go ahead i'm sorry grant go ahead grant go ahead please no you know what uh the the, the i can't even remember the name of the umpire at first base but his, he you know he lives in the bay area and i guess his life has been hell angel hernandez no no it was not oh it was angel hernandez okay anyway go ahead so what, okay. I'm sorry, what did you want to do? What What else did and, you want to talk about?
6: Yeah, Grant. And then, uh, one more thing, uh, about the Utah coach, uh, quitting. Do you think that the Kings might have, uh, hired, uh, Brown, uh, too fast before, uh, this happened with the Utah? Cause I would love no. to see him come. To Quinn Sacramento. Snyder
2: wouldn't have come. No, Quint no, Quinn Snyder's not coming to Sacramento, not a chance in the world.
6: Okay. I see. And then one more thing, Grant, uh, LeBron James, uh, you, you know your podcast this morning. Oh my God, it was, you know what, like Grant? It was, it was a very good podcast, and you were spot on big time. Why this man that has 50 million views, right? Why yep. couldn't he come out and just say something? Why couldn't he just go out? You know what? Hey, you know, you guys find out anything, text me, email me, whatever. You know what? We want to get this thing solved. this young kid, this, this young boy was killed on his property for that school. I mean, why can't you come out and say something?
2: Why? Well, I'll tell you why, because we're talking about a, a, a white victim. Had the victim been black, you think LeBron James would have been quiet? No, no, Grant. I, why don't we just come out? Why don't we just come out and say it? Why, why do we, why do we keep on hiding? Why don't we all come out and acknowledge that the reason why LeBron James In all likelihood, I can't say definitively 100%, but I can say with a great degree of certainty, why don't we just come out and say it, okay? Why don't we just acknowledge what happened? LeBron James remained quiet because the victim was white. Why don't we just admit it? Why do we keep on ignoring that? Why? Again, MLK, our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. I also quote Mitch Albom two years ago after the Deshaun or excuse me, the Deshaun Jackson, all right, anti-Semitic comments. And he wrote a beautiful column on this and said, we cannot be selective with our noise, not against hate. LeBron James is very selective with his noise when it comes to hate. And that is for a man that is one of the most well-known recognizable over 50 million followers on social media to be selective with his noise based on a person's skin color is deplorable it's despicable and it is wrong
6: and you know Grant I'm just you know I'm just so frustrated because you know what we're all all these media outlets TNT CBS, NBC, I mean, I mean, I mean, where, where are these people at? You know what? This guy has, yeah, just like you said, 50 million viewers, right? Why can't he- Followers. Come and, I'm sorry, followers. Why can't he come out and say something? Why? Why? It's just, you know, it's just, it's just mind boggling. You know what? Granted, we all know that this kid wasn't black, okay? And you know what? What a bad state that we free live in. that, you know, I mean- Oh, right. You know what?
2: Well, Jason Whitlock, uh, Jason Whitlock said it because Jason Whitlock can say it because Jason Whitlock is black. He made a very good point. Had the victim in this case been black and the alleged assailants, okay, white who were arrested, they arrested three uh, black uh, individuals on June 11th. Had it been reversed, we might have riots in the streets. He was right. The NBA probably would have postponed a game. There would have been moments of silence, okay, uh, at NBA finals games. There would have been T-shirts worn by the NBA players. You know it and I know it. They would have had T-shirts right. made, right. okay? Did you, see any, did you see any statement from the NBA? Did you see any, any player no. from the NBA come no? out in support? And nothing, not one person, all right? Again, we're talking about hypocrisy. And there are only a few people right now in the United States of America that are willing to stick their neck out, like Jason Whitlock, like Clay Travis, like Outkick, that are willing to acknowledge the absolute truth of the situation. And the truth of the situation is this. The facts are there in black and white, no pun intended. LeBron James put out a sympathetic tweet on the day of the body being found in the parking lot of the high school. All right, he put out a sympathetic tweet that had grammatical errors, but I'm nitpicking now. That was the only tweet, that was the only time we heard from LeBron James. Subsequently, the days after, the family was begging, begging for the community to come forward because they knew that somebody had to have some information. They were begging. This is on I Promise School, the school that LeBron James founded in Akron, Ohio, where LeBron James is from. With 50 million followers on Twitter. Don't you think that if LeBron James had gone to Twitter and said something like, hey, I'm asking on all of our residents of Akron, okay, to please, if you know something, you need to come forward. You need to do it now. What happened is wrong, and you need to report it to the police. Okay, what what harm would have that done, Jerry? Why would LeBron not do that? That simple tweet could have sped up the investigation greatly and also, you know what, could have given great comfort or a degree of comfort. I don't know if I would say great comfort, a degree of comfort to the family that was grieving. Didn't happen.
6: Grant, you think that LeBron James knows that, you know, a lot of people are talking shit about this man that, you know what? Of course. Okay. All right.
2: Of course he knows. He doesn't care.
6: You, you know, you will think you being such a, su- a superstar that you are, that you would go out there and you would try to just do whatever you could in your power to make things better. Not for the family, because I know they're suffering from a loss of a child. That's what it was, a, a 17-year-old child. You would think you would go out there and just do your best, you know, 50 million followers. You know what?
2: Yeah, you would think. Something you, would happen- think Jeez. you would think. You would think. Yep. And Pretty they sad, said, isn't it?
6: Yes, it is, sir. And, and and grant, one more thing, Grant. You were talking to Al yesterday about what the agents, with the players, this and that, and uh, that the agents are in the players' ears. You think oh, they of have cost players millions and millions of dollars from them being greedy?
2: Oh, I'm sure there have been instances of that. Yes, there have been absolutely. but Uh, There have also been instances where it's worked and they've gotten the players, you know, a lot more money. I remember Bonzi Wells turned down a 30 plus million dollar deal from the Kings, never got anything close to that again. And that was it. Never played in the NBA again. And ended up playing over in China.
6: You think that uh, that is among that 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 situation, his agent was fired or do you think that I don't know? Okay,
2: I have no way of knowing. I can't I I don't know. I can't recollect. It was a long time ago. Uh, So I, I don't know the answer to that.
6: Okay, well, you know, Grant, um, love the show. Thank you for taking my Thank call. Thank you, buddy. You know what, dude? You're awesome, dude. Thank you very much.
2: Well, I appreciate it, Jerry. Thank you. You know, again, this is not anything other than the truth about LeBron James, right? I mean, why is it that so few members of the media are willing to come out and say that? How come we don't have one person? that covers the NBA from a national perspective, and I just named a lot of the individuals that do, all right? Many of whom are, are award-winning writers, and nothing, 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 right? How come we didn't have one of these individuals come out and speak negatively against a tweet that LeBron James put out last year towards the police officer in Columbus, Ohio. Not one person. Not one person that covers the NBA criticized LeBron James for his irresponsibility, his recklessness. Uh, No one. Why is that? Why is that? So a 17-year-old loses his life in the parking lot of LeBron James I Promise School. Do I think LeBron James is responsible for that? Nope. Do I think it's LeBron James responsibility to find the assailants? Nope. The suspects? No, I don't. I don't. It's not his job. But do I think he should have done the right thing, which would have been to help in the investigation by going to social media and saying, hey, I'm asking everyone in my home of Akron, Ohio, to please, if you know something, speak up and say something. Here's the number of the police department, blah, blah, blah. Did you see that from LeBron James? Nope. Why? Because it had something to do with a white person and law enforcement? What other conclusion can I come to? Outkick put it perfectly. LeBron has no problem going to social media. And I don't want to say interfering. That's not the right word, but commenting on other murders that take place in this country. But he doesn't want to comment on the murder of a or an apparent murder. I'll put that word because the, the case is still ongoing. He doesn't want to comment on an apparent murder of a white child. 17 years old, in the parking lot of his high school? Really? You're going to, does that sit well with you? Doesn't sit well with me, and that's why I did a podcast on it. Does not sit well with me. You know why it doesn't sit well with me? Because it's wrong. Okay, it's wrong. And there are so many people that put this man up on a pedestal, but he's a hypocrite. There is a lot of hypocrisy in the United States right now. And I think it's one of the biggest problems that this country is facing. I think it's one of the biggest problems that our country is facing. The hypocrisy in this country is just un freaking believable. It really is. So if you didn't listen to my podcast today, I really uh, encourage you to do so. And I do play. Fearless with Jason Whitlock and what he had to say on this subject. I read a story from OutKick, but that's it. Too many others are just afraid to speak up and tell the truth. And the truth is LeBron James is a hypocrite. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, NBA draft coming up on Thursday. We'll have a lot tomorrow leading up to it. Really enjoy the phone calls today. Really interesting. I'd love to know what you think. You can hit me up on my social media account at Grant Napier Show. You can also, you know, leave me comments on my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great evening, and I'll
4: talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody.